Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. That's it for preseason. It's a wrap. Real basketball now. Pot on, everybody. Let's go. Net slap the undefeated in the preseason. The preseason um, champions, Minnesota Timberwolves. Interesting game tonight. Interesting um, in the sense of we finally saw a lineup that I've been begging for forever. Uh, which we'll discuss more in depth. But real interesting. Real real star-studded. It was almost like a like a you know, a practice run of of a of a Broadway play. That, you know, all the characters were doing their things. Kevin Durant was being Kevin Durantish on on the sideline. He in front of all cameras and everything slaps Cam Thomas in the back of the head. I love that. I lo- that's 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 a form of intimacy, folks. Like getting slapped in the back of your head from Kevin Durant. Like that's that's that shows you that people are close. And you know maybe that kid's gonna have a role. But let's talk about it. I'm gonna bring in my my co-host. Fellas, preseason is over. What's your first, what's your biggest takeaway? I'll start with you, Matt. My biggest takeaway is I don't know that I'm I'm mentally ready for the season. It, it seems too soon. No. Um, like uh, you know they were just playing in June and now we're back here. They they play a real game on Tuesday, but I'm excited. Um, you know the, I love the NBA. I love the Nets, and I, I'm ready for it to to get going. Obviously, the, the circumstances, which you know we'll get into, are not what we were expecting. But this is still one of the best teams in the history of the franchise, and you know it's a huge year. So let's get going. Listen, we we're gonna do a preseason pod, and we're gonna I guess we're gonna we'll get you know down to the nitty gritty with with um, with dissecting the team, but the the lineup that we saw tonight. That, to me, was the most interesting thing. Um, uh, you had Claxton at the five, uh, Millsap at the four, Durant at the three, Joe Harris at his natural position, <laughs> shooting guard, and Harden, at, you know, bringing up the ball. I is that a is that a just for tonight trying something? Or is that for real, for real, like something that 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 uh, Nash is going to roll out in the um, regular season? Uh, Bam, that's you. You know, I, it's hard to tell. And 
I guess my biggest takeaway from tonight's game is there's going to be some difficult decisions in terms of the rotation and minutes because I can't imagine that they're going to have all three centers in the rotation. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what's going on. with. When you say all three centers, <laughs> that could be a lot of different people on the Nets. Well, Blake, Clax, and Aldridge. You know, and then you've got Millsap, you've got Bembry and Brown. There's a lot of guys in that, like, 3-4-5 range. And obviously, Kevin's going to play. You know that. Right. How he's going to distribute those minutes is interesting. But, uh, you know, you don't want to take too much out of a preseason game. But, again, Claxton is the, he's the opposite of Blake and, and DeMarcus. He, he's not going to give us much offensively, but his defense – well, his difference making tonight. You know, he he's deflecting balls. He blocked a shot on a post up shot, and he does bring him a lot present. So, I I I don't think that's what he's going to start. But at some point this season, you know, it might come down to that. Sam, were you comfortable with that lineup? Yeah, I mean, look, like echoing everything that um, that Matt basically said. Like I. I basically think that they're going to be working a lot of different things out and trying a million different things because they have a veteran coach and they have a bunch of players on the team that are vets and that have been there before. And I think if you, if you were joining the nets this year, uh, you knew that this was going to be a season where there's legitimately only one goal, a bunch of these guys on the team, you know, what kind of separates them out. Cause I've been comparing, obviously they get compared to the Lakers all the time. What separates out this Nets team from the Lakers is that everybody on the Nets, for the most part, has has already made a shitload of money and has made a lot of all-star games and has done a lot of stuff. Like, the Nets don't have, like, the Malik Monks and the Kendrick Nuns of the world mm. who are really trying to prove to, the, to, the, to everybody, like, that they're worth a five-year, whatever, $80 million deal. And so, like... And I think having Nash as a coach who's obviously been in a million big games and having a bunch of veterans around who are former all-stars both on the team and on the coaching staff when you include guys like Corver and Amari and whatnot, like, I just think this is going to be a total team effort. And I think the lineup should be different every day. Like, I personally am going to be comfortable with everything. And I think it's also smart because when you look at the, the, the teams in the East, like, whether you're playing the Hawks or the Sixers or the Heat or the Bucks like every team is different and like there, there's there should be guys who get used to playing a lot or not playing a lot because that's that's what it's that's what it's going to be like yeah I so we saw zero Blake tonight right so yeah he said I obviously he's going to play a role I think I think Nash believes in him it just makes too much sense for me, uh, Nick Claxton. He, he, you don't need more scoring. You don't need another jump shooter. You need someone who's going to run around and just be athletic. Um, that that giving that the Nets could be very static because they're so skilled. They could they could slowly bring the ball up, and you know take turns at the top. Of the key and score 115 in a night, but if they're gonna be just a good team that just you know steadily just just consistently just mops other teams, they have to have another dimension to them, and I, and that's what Nick Claxton brings. 
what is the argument against Nick Claxton? Let's let's play devil's advocate for me, Sam. What is the argument against Nick Claxton playing? I mean, I think it's basically just you know what his weaknesses are, which is that he can't. He he obviously can't stretch the floor in the due to his lack of lack of shooting. I think people have mentioned that his his conditioning can be an issue, and he also um, he also at times is a little too over aggressive and gets into into foul trouble. But look, I agree with you. I think I think having guys like him and Bembry, who are just more of just uh, athletic dudes that can be on the floor and cause havoc, I think is is necessary. I just think the, 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 the topic of whether he should be starting yes or no, I think that's just going to be totally dependent on the, on the matchup. Yeah. I, and for me, what I don't want to see is I don't want to see stretches where you have Javon Carter, Bembry and Nick Claxton all together on the floor. There, there's no need for it. You can, you can have a group which is going to fe- feature Nick Claxton you can have another group that's going to feature, you know, Bembry as the as the energy guy, um, rebounder, physicality, you know, lobs and, and and dunks guy. You can have him do that with a with a with a different unit that that doesn't have it in you know in in the other fives that we have that are more you know lumbering, slow, traditional fives. Matt it. It's so, so. Let's guess that that Blake is gonna, based off of this game, Blake is gonna play, you know, extended minutes. Blake Blake is in the starting lineup. Is he the four or is he the five? He's not gonna play the four. So th- this is the dilemma that the Nets have right here. Mm. Is but if they play Paris at the two. Right, and they want to and, go with a bigger lineup. And before you, before you, before you go, I want you to address address this part too. Well, Tonight, the, Harris at the two looked phenomenal. He didn't get beat up trying to stay with some some athletic, you know, small forward. You know, sometimes there's nights he's going to be facing six ten small forwards who are way more athletic, who are way faster. And tonight, he just looked adequate in his role like that should affect how you answer so i wanted to make sure right but my my concern is so nick's not going to start but i i think he i think i would start him um you know somebody's gonna have to sit you know whether it's the marcus or blake but like you guys said different games will call for different matchups my biggest concern is who's guarding the point guards if you play a lineup (laughs) That doesn't include Bruce in the starting five. You can't Harden can't guard like a John Morant, and neither can Joe. So if the Nets are going to go big, yep, I, I almost think you got to take Harris out of the starting five. Yeah, I I mean I it was funny I I tweeted this during the game, and I think I think the biggest issue that they have is that when they go big, um. Especially, especially now that obviously you don't have uh, you don't have Kyrie for now. Like, they, I think the teams that I, the team that will actually expose them the most, who I know Eve has actually been scared of now for a while, is the Hawks because they just have a lot of athletes and a lot of guys who hover around the perimeter that can just slash at any period of time. And right. 
that's the Hawks that's, makes us look old. Like when we play them, they make us look like an an older team because they you know that they're the opposite of us. They're all full of piss and vinegar. Yep. You know, but yeah. go Did ahead, they Matt. Think about starting Javon Carter at the two. I I I guess you could do that because he he can he can you know he can space the floor for you. You know, you play him, Harden, Claxton, Durant, and Millsap. It all. Look, I mean, here's the deal. It, like when you have when you have Harden and, and Durant on the team, you know, like I think a lot of Nets fans get scared of going three on five because you think back to like the the Bull series of like six years ago or seven years ago now with uh, Reggie Evans and Gerald Wallace <laughs> and how horrible it was to watch. Nah. <laughs> But the difference is that now they actually have two of the top seven, six players in basketball. And so, like, to me, if you were playing, like, a team that was more athletic, I don't – like, if you wanted to, you could almost play Bembry and Claxton with uh, Harden, KD, and then pick your, like, other shooter or something like that just to just to add some friskiness on the team. Yeah. I'm not 100% sold on Javon Carter. I – I'm worried about him. I, I, I've been I've been really impressed by his play. Yeah, I mean I like him also. No, I, I the responses and I think the the overall response that I, that he's been getting is that he's been good, but I I, I see it completely different. I I I, I guess I'm going to have to just need I, I guess I'm going to need to see more. Um they're they're playing the Bucks first game is is going to be you know, bittersweet. They're losing like, that game. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, but wouldn't it be great if they won it? <laughs> wouldn't it be great if they won it? Like, because they're about to get their rings. They're going to get their rings in front of the Nets. First game yeah, of the season. I, I was surprised the Nets are favored to win the game. It's bizarre that they're still fa- I just, I checked my book today and they're still like a, a point and a half favorite. That's crazy. That means smart money didn't move it. I would I, if I, I try not to bet on the Nets. I've done it bet bet against the Nets. I've done it before. I, I won't lie. Um, but if I if I if I was in a, a non biased, <laughs> uh, I would have um, I would have I would have loved that line. That line is way too uh, it's way too much. They the, the Nets should be getting at least three points here. Yeah, I mean. I, I think he's Nash is definitely going to have. I think, like Sam said earlier, there's going to be a these first 25 games are going to be a, a trial run. We're going to see different lineups, different rotations. I think, other than like Harden and Durant and the minutes they play, everybody else's minutes and when they play, when they come out, are going to get jumbled around a little bit because there there are issues. You know, particularly defending point guards is going to be a big problem. Not, not that Kyrie is some old world defender, but he has the physical profile to match up with these guys. And yeah, we don't we don't have that now. The only here's the deal. The only reason why I so I'm the, the typical like I'm in I'm in the group with with uh, I'm in the group with uh, with Matt and like Los that's unbelievably pessimistic. The only reason why I feel a little bit better generally is because. Like, last year, the team barely played together and was, like, a hodgepodge of just a lot of crap going in and out. 
and they added like so much more talent. Like if you do like a like a whole of like who left and who can't like and and uh, and who's coming in, like you talk about like losing like considering that Dinwiddie doesn't even count because he didn't actually play last year. Like the losing like the losing uh, like Jeff Green, Tyler Johnson, Shamit, Mike James, TLC, like whatever, and then adding like. Uh, Patty Mills, Cam Thomas, Millsap, a full year of, of, of Aldridge, Javon Carter, Bembry. Like, it's just, like, it's a complete, like, the team is so much more talented. They're that, bigger, too. And they're, and they're, and they're bigger, yeah. which was the thing everybody complained about last year. So, like, I, I, so my thing is, like, I agree with you guys, and I hear you on everything you guys are saying about who's guarding really good point guards and also against a team like the Hawks, like, I'm a little bit I'm, – I'm definitely nervous about their athleticism. But, like, I think they actually got stronger, and I actually think they got friskier because a bunch of the guys that left besides Jeff Green didn't contribute last year, like, at all. Like, literally zero. I, I, but I think I think everyone sleeps on how important Jeff Green was last year. Jeff Green wasn't just some role player. Like, I, I loved Ed Davis when he was here. Ed Davis was a good player. But he didn't have the impact Jeff Green had. Jeff Green was probably the best bench player um, I've seen on the, the Brooklyn Nets, that is. And the one thing I'll say about Millsap over him, though, much better on the glass than, than Green was. Yeah, and he's, yeah. And he's, he's, he's had double-digit rebounds twice already. Yep. Oh, I, oh, I, I definitely I, – I, like, I didn't like how we looked offensively um, in, the, in the first few games. This game – it looked like he found, he was finding his purpose, you know. Um, he even in even in um, even in his last stop, what was that? Denver. Um, he had his, he had a, a a very heavy role. Like they depended on him, and and of course they should have. They paid him. They gave him a lot of money. Um, but he's got to figure out how to be impactful without being the guy shooting. You know deep threes and 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 you know bodying his way bully balling his way to the to the glass like uh, he needs to rebound he needs to play defense he he needs to hit shots when he's wide open and um tonight looked like he showed he could he could do it so i'm i'm excited about that yeah he, he you know he look he's gonna have every time he dribbles I'm like something bad's gonna happen, but if he just kind of <laughs> right. plays within himself, take the shots that are yep. given to you, crash the offensive boards and 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 crash the defensive boards, that's all they need out of him. They don't need him to try to be what Jeff Green was because he he'll fail in that role. He needs Bill's to star. Yeah, he's got to star in his role, and that's gotta be doing a lot of the muck work. And he can't he can't be uh try to be Atlanta Millsap like that's those no. days are over. He's. The other thing about him, he has two things that I really, really like, especially for this team and especially for the time being when when Kyrie's out. He's he's super active with his hands on defense, which he's always been, and he's really smart. And the second thing is he's a really, really, like, special passer. And, and you can actually, like, not totally, like, but you can somewhat run an offense through him because he's such a good – because he has a good head and he can be a good passer. Right. So, like, with second units, I think that helps a ton. 
And so I think I just think he's like a smart addition. And like, look, let's call a spade a spade. He's also he's also a really strong big body that's gonna help in the playoffs against the the against the Embiid and Bams and 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 Giannis's of the world. Like he just is. Exactly. Like you don't you. There's nothing you could do about Giannis. Giannis even looks better than he did last year. Um, he he's he's shooting a mid range, he's shooting a three. Like it's preseason, but if if that's real, and of of course a twenty five year old player is gonna get better, Giannis is going to be the dominant player in the league. Um, at some point here, but to if we're gonna beat him, you gotta have guys weigh on him. You gotta have guys who can at least make them make him feel them. You're not trying to. There's nothing you could do about Giannis. You're just trying to keep Giannis from being 50 point Giannis, and and we have the the guys who could do that. We didn't have that last year. That's that's definitely the truth. And, and how did you guys think KD looked? I thought he looked good. I mean, he. They, I, you know, it's funny. He's so like unselfish and so good that there's stretches of games where it's like he doesn't see the ball like as much as you, you like you, you want, you know, and obviously because James has it so often, but you know, KD looked, looked great to me. I mean, that, that little elbow jump, like post-ups that they run with him is unstoppable. You know, you, yeah. the defenders at the mercy, whether he makes it or not. Yep. Um, so, you know, he looked like he's ready to go. Uh, J- I thought James had his best performance tonight. In the preseason, he had been looking a little sloppy, but he yeah. started to find that his gro- you know groove a little bit. Yeah, uh, he, but, you know, I felt good about the performance overall. He was more in his bag. He was trying stuff the last few games, stuff that didn't work. <laughs> but but this game, he was he was in his like the physicality, the the like the things he can do with the ball that other people can't do was more evident tonight. Like, tonight he threw this pass, right? Like, it just, you know, just a hard bounce pass that watching on television, you can't appreciate you how... You the one that Nick, Nick Claxton dunked? Um, no, 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 no. That, 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 that pass wasn't insane, though. That, that pass was freakish, too, but this pass didn't work at all. Like, one of, <laughs> one of the um, um, Timberwolves, like, got in front of it or kicked it you know, but it was if if he didn't kick it, if he would that pass was about to thread like the entire Timberwolves team and hit um, Nick Claxton and Stride and just the speed and the pace of the ball. Oh, he's a different type of human being, man. Like like they should make Wes Anderson films about him because he's just like this eccentric rich guy that just comes out <laughs> and hoops. And it's 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 insane to watch, man. I, I um I hope they they whoever we pick to play next to him at the guard position, I hope that person lets him let's we have to stop looking at the superstars to unlock the other players. The other players are there to unlock the superstars. I think that needs to be the philosophy. So if if Steve Nash is starting um uh, uh, Joe Harris at, at the two. He has to do the things. Joe Harris has to be successful at doing the things that make 
that allowed James Harden to, to, to be James Harden. If he picks, if he puts Kevin Durant at the four, whoever he puts at the five, and it's probably going to be Blake Griffin, um, at which I don't agree with, who he puts at the five should unlock Kevin Durant, should make Kevin Durant better. And I think the best Kevin Durant is at small forward. So I, th- that's my, my small little thing. I, I, I would like to keep, you know, I, I would like to be able to just exploit having these great players on the team. And you got to put the people in that, like, when you put Bruce Brown in, as good as Bruce Brown has been and how many wins he's affected, when you put Bruce Brown in and to play in the dunker spot and and play, you know, in the middle, that makes it where Kevin Durant has to fill in as the big. And I don't, I just don't think that's a, a great usage of Kevin Durant. Did, did, did you guys have any, any similar uh, critiques of the way Nash is deploying people or intends to employ people, uh, deploy uh, players? You know, to me, it really looks like he's just trying stuff. I mean, I saw a lineup, I think it was the other night where he had Brown, Bembry, and Claxton in together. Like, I don't think you'll ever see that in a, regular season game barring like major injuries and blowouts like that. So it's, it's, it's really too early to, I'm not going to critique him because I don't, I don't really know what his plans are here. Uh, but I do agree with your overall point though, is that they have the players around those guys are supposed to be complimentary pieces to the, to the stars. Right. You know, not, and, and, you know, obviously we're, we're not worried about getting Bembry shots, right? Bembry's out there to, do dirty work and get the ball back to James Harden. So, um, you know, I, I think one of the, the the main things that they have to just figure out is how they're going to defend backcourts and how they're going to deploy their center rotation. I think those first 20 games, they're going to kind of fiddle around with that. Yeah, I, I totally, I echo, I echo everything that, uh, that Matt just said. I, I mean, look, when you have like, Durant and Harden on their own with a team of like purely average NBA players is about around like a high forties, if not like a 50 win team. And they, and and you got both of them. So like, it's just, everything just gets easier when you have, when you have superstars, like there's just, there's no way around it. I think they're going to be work. And I think that you can workshop like all different lineups because you have the safety blanket of Durant and Harden. Like it's just, it, it just allows you to try out a gazillion different things and see and see what happens. Like it just does. So one of the concerning things for me tonight is, is one of the things that I'm most excited about this. That's, I guess this is what being a Nets fan is all about is these contradictions with ourselves. Um, I love Nick Claxton tonight post game. He said, he thinks he's one of the best defenders in the league. Before I finish my point, is he crazy, Matt? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I guess define one of you know what does that mean? But yeah, I think that's what he should be aspiring to be, though. So I think that if that comes out of his mouth, like at least to me, that's a guy that knows his strengths and, and knows what he brings. So you know, he's a little bit of a cocky kid, like. He does like these weird shimmies every time he gets a dunk, but 
he's probably crazy, but I think the mindset is right. It's, it's, I think it's, it's what he's supposed to think, right? It's, it's, he's supposed to say that to himself, but at the same time, I, I want to agree with him. I, I think out of, from his draft class and down, I don't think there's a better defender in that group. I, I love, um, what's the kid in Atlanta that we all wanted to see? Collins? (laughs) No, 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 the, um. The six ten wing. What's his name? Reddish. Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. Yes. Like we we have to imagine that guy <laughs> who's agile enough to guard shooting guards and long enough to guard power forwards. We we have to think that guy would should develop into the to being one of the best defenders in the league because of of the natural tools that he has. But he he doesn't guard one to five. He's he's not that consistent of of a one on one on ball defender, and that's the freakish thing about uh, about Nick Claxton. He's a good one on one on ball defender, one through five. Guarding the five might be his worst. Like that that might be where he's he's a little bit physically uh. Uh, incapable of guarding guys who are bigger. Like, uh, look, he's he's the best wing defender on this team. Th- there's no doubt, and him and Kevin Durant look amazing together. It it looks like evolved like humans who were hatched out of eggs to play basketball. Long arms, athletic, quick, agile, seven footers, basically. Is and you have two of them on the floor, so I, I'm excited about that part of, of of the kid. I'm I I like the mentality, but I don't like the fact that he's out of shape. You're, he's always this has been an issue with him. He gets gassed quickly. Yep. He he could be a really major part of this team if he got in the gym and like all of it is there for him to get in the gym. He said, he said tonight that he's battling sickness. What? <laughs> what? You're battling what? Yeah. He was out in illness the other day. Non non COVID related. You know what? It's unfair of me to, to, to ask that. He just, I don't think, I, I think, Maybe it's the way he plays at, at his size, but if you're if you're getting it in, in 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 the gym, then guess what? You're you're you especially at this age, he should be able to roll out of bed at what what is he twenty two, twenty three? Yeah, right. You should be able to roll out of bed and play four games back to back. I now, wonder if he. I wonder if you know the, you know those stories that like. Um, that Doc Rivers would never run a play for KG on the first like five possessions because he was so hyped up that like he knew that KG would like break the backboard with how hard he would throw it against the rim on like any <laughs> shot. I wonder if like I wonder if Claxton's just like very I don't know maybe he like psychs himself out a little bit because because he doesn't look like he'd be out of shape. It's like weird. I like I, I don't really get it. He also should be bigger. Maybe that's. You know that's just the, like he's never gonna be Chris Webber. He's he's not that body type, 
But I, I just feel like he should be more toned. He should be... He, he doesn't look like he puts in the work. He He's a freakish talent. Don't get me wrong. He's nice. Like, I'm excited about this player. I think he's going to be a beast. But if I think if you talk to him in his heart of hearts, he would tell you, yeah, maybe I don't really get it in, in the gym like I should. And I think that's probably why he's not going to start. Is, does he start, guys? Yes or no? No. No. Yeah, that's. I got to agree. And if anybody will, will be out of the rotation, it will probably be him. Yeah, that's. I agree. I think he's gonna get. I think he's gonna have games where he doesn't play that much. That's unfortunate. I, that's, I don't agree with it, but the Nets seem determined to have every player on the floor be able to shoot the basketball. Which for me, it, it just. I I think that's a poor strategy, because you you one one they're not gonna be able to do that. Right, and when they and when they try to stack that in into the starting lineup, it takes away from what they could do with with the with the backups. Nets could be a dominant team. They could be a dominant team if if Steve Nash just learns how to stagger Kevin Durant and James Harden. That's that's going to be important to this, and if. They're ever going to inject Kyrie, which based off of these, you know, post-game quotes from Kevin Durant, it doesn't sound like they are. And um, he kind of gave some somber responses. Like, if if they're ever going to put that guy in, I think they have to have lineups that are going to accentuate him as well, which is what putting is the, defensive guys in there. Um. I thought he ha- he had a perfect response to to this whole thing. They asked him, um, you know, why aren't you mad about the Kyrie situation? And Kevin responds, he's like, "What's being mad gonna do? <laughs> I I can't be mad at that. I I, I agree. <laughs> like." He had- Reading, reading everything on Twitter, he had one of the best press conferences I can like imagine. Basically, a superstar having in light of what's going on. I'm I'm gonna have to watch that. I usually I usually skip those, but no, he if you like if you read I'm like as we've been going, I've been reading all of his comments. He basically said like I understand that the media has a job that they're gonna have to ask questions about this, but like I got to do my job and like. Being mad isn't going to do anything, and everything he said is completely right. And he and ha- handling it like that is like that's why he's who he is, and why he's a consummate pro, and why Kyrie is who he is. I guess. Yeah. I'm so grateful of Kevin Durant being the leader of this team. Oh yeah. Because with all of this madness and things that doesn't make sense, he could he could flail at it. Like let's say let's say it was Charles Barkley who was the leader of this team, or if the coach was Tom Thibodeau, like Tom Thibodeau would have blew a gasket over this Kyrie shit. Um, um, but I I think I it as much as it it bothers me and it infuriates me. I, infuriates is wrong because I'm not so mad at it because I still think we're we we have a, a good team. What what really infuriates me is is the the part where 
guys in who the the people who empower Kyrie to be this way are his fans and they're not helping him it doesn't help him to not critique him it doesn't help him to walk into these meeting i mean in, in these um lives and and just be screaming hallelujah as Kyrie preaches to have Kevin Durant be able to just be a leader like this that's worth the contract in itself because it it doesn't just reverberate to us we we matter in the in the in the form of the atmosphere around all of this like that's that's our role the fans create the atmosphere around the team the team have to be the things that basically generates that atmosphere what that atmosphere is comes from Kevin Durant and his response was his responses were so good tonight it, it it's not like he said something you know some Barack Obama type you know lecture type you know that just inspires you and makes you want to believe he he just was really basic about it and direct about it and Kyrie's his boy but he didn't he didn't act as a straw man for Kyrie he didn't he didn't he didn't condone it he just was responding to it like listen it is it's 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 what it is which I hate I hate that term I wish I didn't just use it and right now I'm I'm putting the team in a position where it doesn't matter let's go I I, I love that Matt you know I, I said this last year like when we just kind of started to get to know these guys like Kyrie uh, Durant's a little bit of like a dick like he, he's like a little weird on like social media but like he's just like a normal dude who, who, yep. like yeah he's a I, human I being don't see what the connection between them th- them is like what is the basis of their friendship basketball like I don't think like basketball it's... Kevin is like gives a shit about like his heritage and stuff like no basketball like all it's... this other stuff dude it's when it's because the basketball player that Kyrie's father built, right, is the basketball player that that Kevin Durant might have built, skill wise, not size wise. Or Kevin Durant appreciates the art of basketball so much that he wanted to see what playing with a player like Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is so different from like a Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is all fast twitch muscle. No, the the part that Kevin Durant loves, that's not what, you know, a dominant basketball player nonetheless, but that's not what Russell Westbrook does. He doesn't appreciate that type of basketball. The type of basketball Kevin Durant appreciates, the, the skill moves, the hesitations, the, the, the dribble counters, like, those are the little details that impresses him and that connects the two of them and and it condones a lot of shit but in reality you know Kevin Durant is a straightforward type of dude he's thinking to himself what the fuck is this bullshit like, 100% 100% every player in that locker room is rolling their eyes and be like Joe Harris but like man fuck this idiot I'm just, fuck this guy like I don't think yeah, Joe Wilson wouldn't do that. And by the way, and 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 by the way, they're completely they're completely right because 
because like you know it's funny i obviously i've like at multiple times i've said that i'm not going to tweet about this anymore but i have such a reaction to it because i think it does combine like a combination of my my favorite team coupled with an issue that's like decimated this country coupled with like uh, tribal political craft that I think is just weird the way that people have handled this whole situation. But like, 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 like putting everything out on the table, right? Like he had, he had about five months to six months to get vaccinated from the time that vaccines became widely available to when the uh, de Blasio like executive order 225 was, was, uh, was passed. And then he and, and and then he basically like did a whole song and dance at media day about how like it's all gonna get worked out, it's all gonna get worked out. Meanwhile, there's been no reporting at all. And like I think as we all know, like City Hall and the de Blasio office has as many gaps and holes as like the uh, like the Navy does. Like it's I mean like it like it's crazy. And so the like if, if he was going for an exemption. We would have heard about it. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Like, we absolutely would know that he had it. Like, Wiggins tried one. He didn't get it. If Kyrie tried it, there's no doubt in my mind that Kyrie, if he tried one, we would have known. So all this tells me is that, like, he basically kind of wanted to make some type of stand. And I think he honestly, like, manufactured this stand basically because the Nets made a decision that I don't know if he necessarily saw coming. And because because it because – Make no mistake, it's not a coincidence that three hours after the Nets make their decision about practicing, then Kyrie leaks like a million different things to Shams. Like that doesn't like that didn't happen by accident. That's that's all of this stuff is calibrated. And you know, like Eve, I know. Yeah. yeah. Had some time. And Eve, I know you're going to comment on this because, like, we've te- we've texted offline about this, but like, like, and you can tell, by the way, that what he's saying is like some manufactured mumbo jumbo that I don't think even he truthfully believes because when he had actually time to speak on it, and supposedly he had like notes that he had pre-written and whatnot, like he he said like nothing. It's like one of those things where like you know you say. You say a bunch of big nouns like in a business meeting, and then and then and then when people actually parse it out, they're like, "Dude, what the fuck did this guy just say?" Like, I feel like, yeah, feel like, he kept. He's like, you know, I'm gonna just be me and live my truth. Like, dude, yeah, like, 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 I can also like, 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 I can also sound like it, like a like a TikTok influencer by saying like a bunch of indi- indivi- individualistic nonsense if I want to, but like, but like, I'm not, I'm not winning anyone over by that. And make no mistake, it's not a shocker that the only people he won over from what he said are people who are basically young Kyrie sycophants and and like Donald Trump You're and Ted Cruz. Cruz. Yeah, it's, like Marjorie. It, yeah, Marjorie. It is shocking to me, shocking that that people that people can't see the the just. I, I want to say this the right way because if you say it wrong, it'll be utilized against you, and. You'll have to uh, 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 live it down forever. Because what I don't want to say is, I don't want to say that Kyrie doesn't have the right to be who he is and to make the choices that he wants to make. 
He 100% has the right to do that. I like seeing young black men empower themselves and 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 use the the the, the power that they have for to to not only enrich themselves but to to enrich the community around them. What my problem with with this whole situation is and I it is that it's what it says not to me or to the fans, it's what it says to your teammates. Yep. 19 of your teammates. I I I I've tried to say it through Twitter and I don't think it 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 strikes people the way that it, it strikes me. But in practice in a park, it was like 60 or 70 employees, Nets employees out there of all races, uniquely Brooklyn people, and all of them were vaxxed. All of them were vaxxed. And at the same time, in those communities that these people come from, a lot of 50% of our people are not vaxxed. All of those people made the the that to to be there to put on that show to to talk to to present the team to the borough. All of those people took that shot and probably or may not, I don't want to stereotype anyone, but at the same time, I people aren't really trying to take the shot in my community. Uh, I think the, the most telling, telling thing is, is when asked if you to spoke to Kyrie since uh, the Nets essentially made their statement. Yep. Harden said, no, I haven't spoken to him. Yep. He's just like, yo, fuck this. This guy's a fucking asshole. Like, he's not my boy. He's, you know, he's a guy I know from the league, but he's not my friend like that. I didn't come here to make friends with him. I came here to play basketball with him. I'm like, this guy's a fucking clown. Yeah, I, and, and who could blame him? Every player on that team, every member of that organization, Thinks he's, he's a, a fucking clown. clown. And and what, what, what Kyrie does is Kyrie does so many good things off the court that, that he does not get enough credit for. And that's because he does shit like this. Like, he's like a rubble without a cause. And it lets people create a narrative for him and about him. Uh, and it's, it's getting it's now impossible to defend it and, and, and argue against it because... He's, he's talking, talking last night. night. What's, What's his, his plan, plan of action? action? So, he's so he's not playing basketball. He thinks like the block is going to change the mandate tomorrow. And let hospital, hospital workers, you know, work if they're not vaccinated. Because Kyrie Irving will play basketball. He's, he's doing, doing nothing. nothing. You know, you know I, I think, I, think the, I want to read a tweet from Irina. What's it? The old Netflix. Irina Pavlov. She had a great tweet here. She says, I think the main issue with Kyrie at this point isn't the vaccine or the mandate. It said he showed, he showed more than once that he's an unreliable teammate. There's always going to be some social cause to justify not showing up for work. Imagine if everyone did that. The money he makes per game, he could have done a lot more good by donating it to the voiceless that have lost their jobs. Instead, he's just screwing over his teammates. Even if he gets back tomorrow, the amputation will linger. So what's the net net of Kyrie's protests? Are the unvaccinated getting their job back? No. Are the mandates going away anytime soon? Not likely. He's, he's, has, has he screwed over, over his, the team that's been counting on championship runs? Absolutely. She, she nailed, nailed it. it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's accomplishing nothing and, and fucking everyone, everyone over that he supposedly is friends with, works with, with, with the organization that he claims, claims to love, and he, he's, he's just, just fucking, fucking everyone over. Because he, he's, he's a petulant child. child. 
and and it doesn't help him whether whether you agree wholeheartedly with that or you agree with it a little bit it does not help him to pretend like that's not the case right, right. the mandate, mandate is, is bullshit. bullshit i don't, I don't agree, agree with it, it. But, but so, so what, what? Yeah, right. I mean, it's like, like it's, it's like, like it's, it's the law. law. Like, like if, if someone said, said to you, if someone's like, you know, Kyrie hasn't done, Kyrie hasn't paid taxes in two years, and, and it was like, oh shit, he actually is indicted for that. Like he should have paid taxes. What are like that's going to be like? Kyrie, you stand for you. What you do? It's like everyone else did it. Like, 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 what are we talking about here? Like, like, there are plenty of laws that I'm like, like, like. They think like we should be, be uh, people like, like more decriminalized, but like, like, like there's certain, certain things in the law I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's, it's it's immature, and it, I again, this is a person who I appreciate his art. You, you understand what I mean? What I'm saying? Like, I pay a lot of money to go and appreciate his art. He's an amazing basketball player. But that still does not give him the right to tell other people that this is the the way that, that you protest. Or that this is the way you stand up for causes. By not doing the job that you agreed to do. That you signed on to do and not delivering what your role is. Not just to to Joe Sy and, and the Brooklyn Nets. But to Kevin Durant. Who made sacrifices to go after this thing with you. To achieve this, 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 this goal with you. And, and you basically get on for 20 minutes and play the martyr. Play the victim. Yeah, the, the victim. victim. That's, That's the victim. I don't know why everybody is so, so concerned, concerned with what I do. I do. Uh, maybe because you're a superstar athlete, dumb fuck. Right. The, for the same reason why they gave you $200 million to sell sneakers. The same reason that, like, like I could I could see the disappointment in Kyrie in an extreme because I have an eight-year-old son who loves basketball. He, my son is like, I think they're lying on Kyrie to say he's he's not vaxxed when he is vaxxed. And I said, an eight-year-old brain is not the most, especially eight-year-old boy brain, <laughs> it's not the most dependable, you know, line of thinking. But he showed me what other dudes are doing online in Nets Twitter right now. They're, they're just being, they're willing to scapegoat everyone and everything like Stephen A. Smith isn't the most logical dude in the world is he wrong about most things yes but he's not wrong when he says when he says that was nothing he didn't say anything yeah. <laughs> and people came like, away oh, from it like it was a religious experience Yeah. 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 Yeah.
the media landscape, landscape we live in, and that, that people have the audacity to get on the media for for for, for questioning about the Kyrie situation, and and and, and, and then coupled with that, saying like. like and we, and we know, know the people, people who, who, who have said what I'm about to say, saying, like, well, well you, you know, know, like, the, the team, team actually, like, is, is totally fine with everything going on. on. Like, they they don't really see this as that big, big of a deal. deal. Like, like, they're going, like, like, like I, I don't, don't even think they could tire them out that much. much. They, they look completely dead in the Sixer game. And all of their press conferences before, like, any before and even including today sound like people that have already been through a 42 game grind because this is clearly like weight on that and I don't think that because it's ridiculous it is not honest it is not honest Sam hold on Sam don't don't go too far don't go too far away it's because that's what you said was important It it is not honest for someone to make that argument and look at what the way Kevin Durant and James Harden res- responded. The yeah. way they would have liked to have responded is is like this. Yeah, that's my boy. I support him 100%. He's, he's doing the right thing. We need people out there willing to to uh, stand up to, to the government. That's not what James Harden and Kevin Durant are saying. Nope. They're... They're basically telling you by their response, and I, I, this is not even reading in between the lines. If they're not saying we 100% support him, he's like, you know, Kyrie's a grown man. He made his decision. Once you say Kyrie's a grown man, he made a decision, that's saying that he made a decision that has nothing to do with the team, and he's not with us. Yep. James Harden said, we are moving on. <laughs> which is I'm worried which about, is about the people why, who's here working why, hard every day. Which, Which, by, by the, the way, way, is why what, what he, he did, did yesterday, yesterday, I know I that people, people were like, like, well, well, he didn't speak, and you guys were mad, and then he did speak, and you're still mad. It's like, yeah, two, yeah, two things can be true. Most of life is gray. It's not black or white. Like, he... Like when 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 he spoke yesterday, what he did because everything he said was so nonsensical and actually created more uncertainty, actually took away from the fact that the team had fully moved on. But he says this thing that's basically like I'm not anti-vax and like and I still love my teammates and this has nothing to do with the organization. I still love to play ball, so that took away the whole retiring thing. And he also kept mentioning his teammates, so it made it seem like he's not mad at the Nets and he kept on mentioning that he that he has no issue with the Nets and all that stuff. And it's like, dude, like like you can't have the audacity to say in a media session that 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 the last thing you want to do is be a distraction and then act like you live in a world where there isn't a 24/7 like news cycle like all his all what he did yesterday by not having an actually like very thought out like not gray like statement and instead or sorry very gray statement like is 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 he created is he created more of a cloud of uncertainty because every single week you're gonna hear rumors from different people being like oh you know i heard he might be coming back soon oh i people saw him working out here oh people saw him working out there like like it's just it's it's not sustainable like being on a team is not like this thing where like where where uh where they're impenetrable from from any type of outside thing. Like this is like this is going to be a thing. Knowing Kyrie and knowing how much he says he doesn't love attention, but really is obsessed with it, and is a complete and utter narcissist. Like it's going to be on the team until he says one way or another, "I'm coming back on Christmas." 
or I'm or or, or I'm not, not or I guarantee you I do not, not play this year if the if the mandate isn't lifted. Like it's it's, it's just, just going go- to be a thing that is that that that's going to be hovering over the team forever. And you want no, to this is my, my last comment on Kyrie Irving. Irving. Oh. Other, Other than, than maybe, maybe in the future saying, saying this, this is where they miss Kyrie. Kyrie. I'm not, not. This is my, my last comment on Kyrie Irving. To the, the fans out there, like. like don't, don't cheer for him when he comes, comes back. back. Yeah, yeah, fuck, fuck off. You're, You're an idiot. idiot. I know. That, right. that, 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 yeah, that, that, that is the, the, that that is the, 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 the notion, notion that you can't be mad at a player for doing something. You have to be either 100 or 0. Is like the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's ridiculous. Let's just make a pact of them. Here on out, we don't talk about Kyrie. Other than as it relates to his actions, we're not going to discuss his ridiculous view here. Um, we'll, we'll just, just have, have to wait and see, see what happens. Yep. Yeah, no. I doubt anybody wants to keep hearing the same shit. I'm, I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of hearing about it. Yeah, I'm tired of getting texts from my friends who are Nick fans about it. I'm just done with the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and I also think it's. I also feel like Kevin Durant put it to bed today. They they're gonna they're gonna talk about it all, but Tuesday real basketball starts. And by the way, Nash also had a good comment before the game started. What did he say? He, he basically, basically was just like, like um, he basically was like, I didn't watch Kyrie's. He basically, he was, it, was it was funny what he said. He goes, I actually, I actually didn't watch Kyrie's um, uh, Instagram live, and, um, and, and, and if, if, if it's all right with you guys, I'm ready to move forward. Yeah, he basically said, I have nothing further to add. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Nothing's changed, so what other... Think, what, what else, else can I, can I give, give you? Right. Yeah. The statement, the, the, the statement that says everything is has been um, made already. Like people could make light of it, people could try to minimize it, but they they said we're moving on without him. They could have played him half the time if 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 um you know to pay you to stay away is a hell of a statement and. I understand the the Kyrie the Kyrie stands are, and and you know they'll they'll make every <laughs> excuse to why that's not that's happening but to pay you not to play is a hell of a statement especially with the amount of luxury style um luxury tax that Joe Sy is playing the man the man has been vaxxed four times I can't I can't say that enough this is a person who I've taken Two different vaccinations under two standards for two different countries. And uh, he's paying a man all of that money. And he couldn't do the same thing that him and everybody in his organization has been demanded to do. Like, I, I think it's retarded when people say, and I hate that word retarded. I'm sorry for saying it. Um, it's crazy when people say, and, and, and I promise we'll shut it down after this. But it's crazy when when people say, how could you judge Kyrie for doing what's right for him? And 50% of NYPD employees are vaxxed. 100% of Joe Sy employees are vaxxed. That's the compar- comparison. Not the NYPD, not the LAPD, who are unfortunately dying. <laughs> One hundred percent of the people in the Nets organization are vaxxed, except Kyrie Irving, and that's yeah, yeah, standard. Yeah, sorry, I, I just, I just wanted, wanted to, to. I wanted to close out with one thing. I do think, by the way, in light of everything going on, 
I actually think that the way the Nets have handled themselves throughout this entire process has actually been like for a, for a person First like me who's rooted for a bunch of teams, especially with the Giants not being the organization they once were, it seems like, and the Nets typically being who they used to be. I actually think the way they've handled this, considering it's a totally like novel like concept, I think it's like really impressive. And I think that Marks and Nash and Cy and everyone else putting their foot down on the Kyrie thing was impressive. I think the fact that this whole thing has been buttoned up is, has been impressive. I think that like the fact that like the whole the the stress for vaccination I think is is great and is really holding firm and I think it's going to look good for the franchise moving forward. I think they have totally done the right thing and I really do feel very proud to be a net fan as cliche or weird or um <laughs> or lame as that may sound. I, I I do really feel that way in light of everything going on. Do you know how whack it is that we've got this great organization and Jim Dolan's team is all vaxxed. Like that, <laughs> that Trump supporting slob, <laughs> his whole team is vaxxed and not the Nets. I, that, that, I hate that. Anyway, fellas, let's wrap it up. Matt, you got anything before we close, we close up shop? Um, fuck Kyrie until he comes back. <laughs> And then, then, and then it's, it's all, all good. good. <laughs> then when, when he, he comes, comes back, it's all good again. I'm gonna love him when he comes back. I love him now. 100%. I love him now. I, I just don't love what he's doing. You, you, you can't, can't be, be mad, mad at somebody, somebody if you don't, don't care, about care about him. Exactly. And Sam, you want to put a, a a dot over this eye? No, I I I, I said my piece. Uh, it, I've been a. Uh, I've been fuming on Twitter for too long. I've considered deleting the app multiple times today and yesterday. I still haven't. We'll uh, we'll see. I'm I'm sure I'll be pushed over the brink at at some point, or maybe I'll just get suspended like uh, like you did. Well, one of the two will happen. Nah, man. I I'm I got a lot of love for those guys. You know, Kyrie stands or no. I, I don't have a problem. You know, with people, they're frustrating. It 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 does make me angry. But I'm zen about it, especially since I'm not. Tweeting <laughs> with my own yeah, Twitter. You know what Kyrie did? He divided us. There's, There's not, not a lot of us. We, we need, need to stick with each other. But he divided us. That's why I gave the comparison. comparison. But that's like, like it, yeah. no, no. That's exactly it. It's uh, I. That's why I'm trying to to take the side of. I don't want to let it where I got. I hate these guys because it's we're a small group and we've been doing this a long time and now we're at this point where. We're at the we're at the top of the mountain. We're the ones that everyone is saying is supposed to win. I I don't want it to go bad because of one dude. Like, you know, one monkey don't stop no show. And he's not he's got other things that are his priority. Kyrie's handling his priorities. We're gonna let him handle his priorities. But, you know, I'm gonna follow Kevin Durant in, in like, yo, what am I gonna be mad about when it doesn't change anything? Let's move forward, everybody. All right. I'm at Eve Darboos. One day I, I will be again. And um, <laughs> this is uh, at Samuel Chow and at Passverse 11. We are Pod Thorn. We'll be back next game. We'll be back. Um, we, got a, we got a season preview coming this weekend. And, of course, we'll be rocking right after the show. And I'm, I'm sure we're going to do some um, Twitter spaces. And, and I'll be hanging out in, in several Twitter spaces. So, 
we'll we definitely um gonna hear from be hearing from Pothorn all all uh, uh basketball season. Let's go, everybody. Go on that. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.